1: exciting episode of two bulls in a china shop i'm your host dan and with me is
0: kyle how you doing doing good kyle how you doing i actually had a positive week i actually turned uh, everything positive this week so i'm feeling pretty pretty goddamn good it
1: was a good week <laughs> i'm assuming you want to get right to the results of uh, last week's bet between yourself and myself yeah,
0: what did we determine for the winner? Is it the account holder's uh, password and username?
1: Yes. Don't forget social security <laughs> number and mother's maiden name. All right. So what did
0: you have last week again?
1: I had Microchip Technology. Uh, ticker was MCHP. They're an IT company that does semiconductors. They ended the week at one thirty ninety eight. They started the week at... Uh, about one twenty-seven sixty something. Uh, uh, so yeah. so you know, had a, had a nice uh nice gain of about two and a half percent.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> not terrible. all right yeah. right 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 right. Not too bad. So Sonos, pulling up the chart right now. <laughs> oh Sonos. <laughs> Sonos opened up the week at 1685, and after that beautiful earnings report came out uh, on Thursday actually, it came out the day before. it traded on Thursday. It opened up at 20 bucks, peaked at 22:32, and ended the week at 20.94. Ooh. It was up uh, over 20 percent at one point. I didn't calculate it out, but I think uh, either way, it's definitely a win. Yes. It is a resounding win. That's some amazing
1: growth, and I don't mind saying I bought uh, in on your bet before the earnings call. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you on that one. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to look through my my log here. I don't I don't see.
0: You sold it pre market though, didn't you?
1: I did. I did, uh, and I lost a little bit of the gains, but uh, but that's okay because I ended up selling it at twenty dollars and 33 cents and i had bought it at 17 dollars 17 cents. so i saw over three dollars a share gain and i was i was i was comfortable with that you know um i wasn't sure it was going to sustain the gain through the next day it did
0: yeah it actually took another day for it to finally come back to earth um, yeah the call options that i bought expired december 18th so i'm planning on riding some of those out for a while here oh right sold about a third of them oh yeah yeah, for a big, big win, huh? Basically, uh, to cover the cost of the initial investment and the small profit. So the rest of them, I'm just going to see where it goes. So the big win on the bet goes to Kyle, week two. We get a bell here?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm down for the count this week. That's, that's for sure. Uh, MCHP did not do what I wanted to do. All right, folks, uh, we got an exciting <laughs> show today going to go over some some market moving news talk about options talk about stocks going to go over the good the bad and the ugly make another bet for you as always we love it when you reach out to us on uh, social media or website uh, two bulls in a china shop and financialineptitude.com feel free to hit us up with some suggestions suggestions at financialineptitude.com rate us review us share us you know we love it when you do so all right. So back uh, to the China Shop, Kyle. What uh what kind of exciting news do you have to lead us off with?
0: Well, I think we should probably start with talking about the uh the lockdowns that are starting to pop up again.
1: Yes. The the biggest piece of news that is affecting this market right now is this stupid virus that won't go away.
0: Uh, here in Illinois we just uh basically went back to I think they call it phase three or something, where they're closing down restaurants early, everyone has to be eating outdoors. saw so California, Oregon, Washington, Virginia, Michigan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. All putting in new uh new stricter lockdowns. So obviously that's going to have an effect on the market as we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Look
1: you're looking at Movie theaters, restaurants, uh, brick and mortar retail
0: stores all going back into that spiral downward. Yeah, we do have a vaccine that's just about ready. I mean, we keep seeing reports that December maybe might be starting to get shipped out to people, at least to right. whoever needs it the most.
1: Yeah, we'll be seeing it for healthcare workers probably late December, mid-December at the, at the soonest. Uh, you and I probably won't get it till March or April. I don't think we're going to be able to avoid a lockdown before then.
0: Yeah, it's kind of starting to look like that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I guess we'll just keep trading it while it's out. Yeah. Just remember, set, set those, those stop, stop losses. losses.
1: <laughs> uh, I, and I, I do feel like companies like Farfetch, LTD, online luxury retailer, a lot of internet companies are poised to grow during this lockdown. So, so there is profit to be had.
0: It's just not through traditional companies. Yeah, uh, like Zoom Media, I think, was one of the big ones that took off uh, last uh, lockdown. They've actually come down quite a bit off their high, so I would be surprised to see them spiking up again.
1: Yeah, another piece of news that's not virus-related that uh, that you turned me on to was involving our our favorite company, Alibaba. Uh, There is a class-action lawsuit if you bought shares between, uh, what was it, October 21st and November 9th or something? Uh, you may be entitled to
0: compensation. Which, unfortunately for me, I've held my shares since uh, the IPO, what I think you actually did purchase during that window. I purchased two or three days
1: uh, into the window. I bought some Alibaba on the IPO news. And, and that's exactly to the heart of the class action lawsuit, is that they misled investors on the nature of the NIPO, uh claiming that they knew... It wasn't ready but they told us otherwise uh which i personally don't believe i don't think for a second that jack ma thought the amp ipo wasn't going through and he wanted to artificially inflate his stock price ahead of it no i don't think that's what happened we were following the story he ran his mouth off they shut
0: him down yeah (laughs) that's just that's just how it went um how did their stock react to that news it's actually kind of bouncing back up again now. It seemed like it finally bottomed out around that 258 mark. Last I checked, it closed the week at 270. Wow, yeah, so it ended uh, Friday with a nice gain, Friday up all day. So,
1: you know, the class action lawsuit, maybe uh, investors aren't aware of it or they're not taking it seriously, but I still feel like long-term, that's a a discounted price to move in on
0: Alibaba. Especially if that, I mean, when that IPO does go through, I think you're going to see some big movement on that stock it's just no telling when it's going to be now. Let that be a lesson to all you people trying to criticize your dictatorial yes. governments.
1: If you haven't been to China, it it's hard to understand how different it is in a totalitarian society. I haven't been there. Several close close friends have spent length, lengthy times there like teaching English in at schools. And I've gotten a very real sense that our Western mentality is so very unique and different. Uh, we'll talk about it later with some other uh, Chinese companies, but I feel like the ability of the Chinese government to tip the scale and put their finger on the scale is, is so much more real and powerful than anything we have uh, in, in the U.S. As, as we saw with BABA when they tipped it against it, they were like, oh, you're doing this
0: huge thing that's making you $30 billion? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on from China. I think we talked about them quite a bit uh, last episode. <laughs> what do you have on Apple? I think you uh, mentioned there's a bit of news that they had too. Apple just got hit
1: with a $113 million fine uh, for a famous case that's been going on for a while now uh, slowing down their
0: phones. How many zeros do you think are in front of that 0.1 percentage point of their on hand cash do you think that actually equates to? <laughs> Yeah, a $5 bill just fell out of their wallet. Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> their stock did end, uh, did end up moving down on the news, though. It was about uh, Sorry, $119.50, 50 and it ended at
0: about 117 Uh I feel like that's more of a hit to their image than anything else. Consumer confidence when you're supplying phones that are supposed to work well, and then you're purposely slowing them down. People are going to get pissed about that. Yeah, they've always marketed themselves as
1: a as a luxury phone, costs more more money than all the other phones, and when they're not performing well, then what's the point? Or if they're purposely sabotaging them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and nothing to do with Apple until they put out an Apple Car. Uh, why don't you tell us some <laughs> the, about
0: some of the EV news going on? Well, this one's kind of blew my mind. I think we talked about Nikola. I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or if it was just you and me. That's the electric vehicle company that uh, basically lied about their products. I think they posted a video of one of their trucks, uh, but it was actually just coasting downhill. It wasn't actually moving on its own. <laughs> uh, a lot of shady stuff that was going on with them uh, caused their stock to really kind of fall out the bottom. It's trading around $20 a share. And then some old piece of news got resurrected from a GM website from about a month ago, made its rounds on, I guess, on Reddit or something. People thinking that it was new, and now the stock is up like about 7%, or jumped on Friday and <laughs> uh, Thursday. The weird thing is, it seems to actually have held those gains. So it's an old story about GM trying to work out a deal with uh, Nikola for them to supply them to work together. Uh, something along those lines.
1: Well I remember we were talking about it at that time because I remember seeing that news and part of my discussion with you was I was saying, I don't know if Nicola's done. GM still
0: might want to go through with this deal they're talking about. I think I talked you out of it telling you that I don't think that deal's gonna go through because why would you get in bed with that company when <laughs> They That's exactly what everything. she said
1: and and <laughs> I didn't move on the stock and now I should have because a month later everybody else figured out oh maybe
0: GM is moving on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything's news happened there. Uh no. that might actually be a good stock to uh to go ahead and try to short. <laughs> I don't know if people haven't realized it yet or uh, maybe they're going to be realizing it here soon.
1: It's tough for me, it's tough for me to understand why Anyone would want to work with a company in 2020 whose vehicles driving is thanks to gravity, not
0: their engine. <laughs> hey, that's free energy, right?
1: Right, that's free. Yeah, we're <laughs> smart. When you have a company like Tesla, like crushing it on expanding their year-over-year deliveries. Nissan's got electric vehicles. Chevy's got electric vehicles. Kia puts out, and Kia and Hyundai put out electric vehicles now, like. I I feel like their niche of the truck is just <laughs> hey, we found a niche. People want a truck, an electric truck. Let's let's sell the design. Let's sell the concept, but they never actually got to like make the vehicle.
0: Well, I thought their big thing was actually a semi truck that they're trying to make. I could be remembering that wrong, but Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they were trying to get into like the trucking industry, not necessarily like the uh, crew cabs. They all are make no mistake if you if
1: if a company's making electric vehicles it's trying to make semis. Tesla's got semis. Oh okay. All right. The push is to get long term is to have eventually, you know, destroy the trucker employment opportunity and have it all be autonomous
0: trucks doing our supply chains. Right. Well, okay, so here is the uh, the actual prices <laughs> closed on Wednesday at 2203. No, Tuesday. Closed Tuesday 2203. Jumped to twenty uh, five, basically in the first hour. Close out that day at twenty five forty two, and here we are. Uh, close on Friday, it's still at twenty six thirty eight. So, what okay. the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know what? That just really hammers in that my very first stock market lesson is all emotional. Yes. This news article started getting floated around. Everybody started chatting it up, and boom. Everybody said, oh, everybody, enough people wanted to buy in more than wanted to sell. And the, the price shot right up. And those people that bought in are, are holding it. They found out the news was bad, and that, that, but that didn't make them want to sell it. They that made them say, oh, well, I better just hold on to this and see what it does. And if nobody's selling it, then it's going to stay where it's at. I do think you're right. Shorting it's the right move.
0: Yeah, that I think uh, come Monday, if it's still holding that value, I think I'm going to be buying some puts.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of other uh, EV news. GM has announced they want to do 30 new electric vehicle models by 2025. Five years. Hmm. Which to me is basically
0: saying we want to take every model we have now and make them electric. I wonder, have they? Uh, t- is there anything on who they're trying to partner with or are they trying to do this on their own? Because another the Nikolai de- uh deal isn't dead, but Nikola is so cash strapped right now, I don't think they could even front the money to try to do a cooperative or joint project with GM. I didn't read
1: anything about specific companies, just that the general announcement that that's that's their their path
0: forward as a company, which is probably as a direction. It's probably a good idea. That's one of the other things that I noticed too is that California is trying to pass some legislation that's gonna basically outlaw any new vehicles that use gas and try to go all electric moving forward california has historically set the trends gm is saying after 2025
1: they won't have any non-electric vehicles oh they're going completely out of it yeah oh that's interesting so that actually makes elon musk look a little uh, prescient that also means more competition for him too though oh yeah 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 yeah, for sure for sure uh <laughs> But uh, they, they also got some big news going on, Kyle. You want to
0: tell, talk a little bit about Tesla? Uh, What was that one? They're about to get added to the... Oh, that's right. How could I forget? <laughs> added to the S&P 500. It took an extra, what, two or three months, but looks like they're finally going ahead and getting added to it. Yep. Um, the stock's a pretty nice jump. That would be because people are anticipating the uh, index funds uh, buying into them. When a new stock is added to the indexes, then all those funds that try to mimic them have to rebalance their portfolios to take into account the new company right So you see a lot of shares change hand during that time yes
1: yes and that will drive the price up again not a bad moment to move in on tesla evs they are they're, they're they're so big right now they're only getting bigger and you know there's a lot of companies on the supply chain of electrical vehicles that are going to do well really well too and we'll talk about some of those later when we get into stocks but uh you know anything with lithium or graphite uh the things that that go into these giant batteries anybody supplying those uh could be seeing some really good growth in the next few years
0: yeah uh one final piece of news i got for you uh your favorite trading app robinhood uh looks like they're getting ready to go public ooh i wonder if they're going to offer the ipo to robinhood users first uh that would be kind of cool if they did that i mean it fit their whole mo right I think they're in a very good
1: position to do that. I don't think they'd be breaking any rules since they are are their their own trading platform. Like they're allowed to offer that EP, IPO to anybody they want ahead of time, right?
0: If you you'd have a better thoughts on that, I've not used their app. Um, do they offer other uh, second public secondary offerings or other IPOs on there? Like I know TD Ameritrade and Weeble both do. Uh, the, uh, the question I would have is whether or not they have the infrastructure set up to actually do it. Yeah, I've never looked,
1: to be perfectly honest. I don't think uh, uh, I've ever seen any IPOs on Robinhood, but I don't look for them.
0: One of the other things that was interesting about that news, though, is that their, uh, apparently their CEO had been a uh, long time opposed to the idea of going public, and it seems uh, the latest news I saw was that he's actually stepping down. Kind of curious what was going on behind the scenes there, if there's some kind of power struggle, or he finally just gave up and didn't want to fight it anymore. What does he believe
1: that they're doing that going public will have to be brought
0: public that's going to damage the brand and how much of his influence was what led robin hood to be what it is and are there changes coming now because of that yeah yeah that'll be interesting to see uh
1: develop yep okay well sounds like it might be time to move on oh is that a bell i hear is that the stock market bell Got our own market going on in here. All right, so uh, what what do you have for stocks uh, this week,
0: Kyle? Uh, let's talk about NEO. Yes, NEO. I kind of had a bit of a meltdown uh, leading up to that earnings report uh, the day before. I was trying to buy in. I set a real tight stop loss because I was at work and I didn't want to be staring at it. So I ended up triggering it, dropping me out for a you know, small gain. So I bought back in when it started rising again because I have a real good ability to pick stop losses right at the very, very bottom. <laughs> ended up having to buy in at a higher price. Then everything just started falling off. Uh, and I think we found out after the fact that uh, that was when the Fed issued some kind of warning. I ended up selling out again for a small loss there. Uh, Then once I realized it was the Fed announcement, then I bought a put option on them and sold that for like a $15 profit or something stupid after it basically wasn't moving down anymore. Then it started going up again, so then I bought back into it right at the end of the bell. The earnings came out. It was good earnings. Less of a loss than was expected. The deliveries were up. Their future orders are all up. But yet the stock still dropped in after hours. Didn't really do much over the next couple days. I think it was finally Friday when it really started to take off again. Maybe Thursday. So it was kind of a weird one. But I definitely not my finest moment of trading. Getting that gold rush fever and then just bouncing around all over the place. Right right i'm not a day trader i don't want to be a day trader but man sometimes uh sometimes you just kind of lose your mind there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah especially because you can have a system but hard numbers and percentages for stop losses don't work so you have to put yourself into the system and watch it and that can be really mm-hmm.
0: draining it can be really draining and stressful and um, just uh i mean you know we have day jobs so not really possible to even Commit that kind of time during market hours.
1: Well, and even after hours, um, I started watching and and trading a little bit, and that can uh, that can get even worse, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there's such low volume in after hours that (laughs) price changes are (laughs) kind of all over the place.
1: I am currently holding uh, Neo
0: that I bought in again at 47. I'm still holding the shares I bought in right about the same point. It might have been just a couple cents less than 47. I did wait for the trend, the the up downs to level
1: off, and the trend to be kind of going upwards. Like the 16th, we saw it go from the, the low 40s up to like 48, and then we dropped back down to around 44, and then started going back up. And I I, I picked it up at 47. Because I think it's a long-term winner. EV. I think the the government's behind it, putting
0: their thumb on the scale. Well, not just just ordering from them, just having a. If you got a government that's buying all your product. Yeah, yeah you're, yeah. you're doing well. They've got yeah, exactly. They've got the government buying buying
1: more and more and more of their vehicles. That's that's just a win. Yeah. You know, I I got to talk about a little bit here in stocks uh, last week. I noticed a big hot trend in semiconductors. And so uh, I was crowing all about it. And I bought in. I bought LSCC, uh, Lattice Semiconductors, uh, Microchip, LATD, the, the, the stock from the BET, MCHP. And then uh, I also bought some Taiwan Semiconductors, TSM. That's the one that should have done well for you, at least. I did sell that one for a profit. It popped up over 100 bucks a share. And... On its way back down, I sold it before it broke 100. Did much better than I did. I think I sold it at
0: 95.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I Well, I had the luxury of owning several semiconductor stocks. And watching, right. watching them as an industry go down, I thought, okay, no, this turned around. Probably because I talked about it too much. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the death note, right?
1: Right. But, you know, MCHP did end the week up like it had a really good Friday. Mm -hmm. So it could it could just have been a a bad week for semiconductors. And then this next week,
0: they all rise again. I don't know. No, we'll see. We're all figuring this out, too. (laughs) Right. Nobody should be betting their portfolio on anything we say. Let's say that right now. (laughs) yes
1: who's who's the bigger fool the 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 fool or the fool who follows him (laughs) right yeah take that listeners (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's probably not going to win us any followers (laughs) (laughs) no we love you
1: all everybody who comes into the china shop is free to kick and bust and wreck it as much as you like we're just all bulls in a china shop
0: all right, what's going on with uh, Westwater? That's another one that you and I have both been uh, following pretty closely. I think I I picked up that one the week before last uh, from Weebull. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what got me turned on to it. Just there's some people on there that seemed very very sure that that thing was going to run up to ten bucks a share. Yeah, hasn't done that yet. But goddamn if it, it hasn't seen like three times its normal volume, it keeps popping up over six dollars a share, then drop back down to five and change. Jumped back up again on Thursday, and it actually held it on Friday. Although it looked like after hours, it started to decline a bit. It was still holding above six dollars, though. Yeah, yeah, it
1: it it ended at six fifty
0: three. Yeah, on market close, but I think the if you look at the bid ask on it, it's just a little over six right now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it it, it fell off quite a bit in after hours. But there's a lot of speculation that there's some kind of announcement forthcoming from them. Uh, Haven't found any actual news articles on them or really anything good about the company. They seem to be kind of (laughs) shady. They used to deal with uranium. Uranium and graphite, supposedly. Yeah, now they're making the switch to uh, stuff that's used for the battery development for the EVs. The fact that there's a ton of volume going on this stock makes me think there is something up. There might be some truth to those rumors. Yes, and it's had this weird
1: channel thing, like you were saying, going up and down, where like, okay, it's up over six, I'll sell. Okay, it's down near five, I'll buy. Back up to six, I'll sell. Back down to five, five I'll buy. Like, I, I didn't do it as cleanly as that, but I was trading it every day, buying or selling and making money. It did be very, <laughs> did very well for the week. Oh, really? Yeah, I ended up, Buying on Tuesday, and uh, selling on Wednesday, and buying on Thursday, and selling on Friday.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, must, you did a lot better than I did. I had some contracts on that that I had bought the week uh, the week prior, and I thought for sure that uh, they were. I was just going to write them off as a loss. I mean, I didn't put a whole lot into it, but I still ended up, uh, I think, at least doubling my money on that altogether. I did
1: not double my money. Like I said, I didn't do it as cleanly. I didn't hit the tops and bottoms. I was hitting middles, but uh, I was seeing... Well, I was games. also
0: trading options, too, so those move a lot more than the stock price does. They
1: do, they do. But uh, had I managed to do it cleanly, I may have uh, beat you, but I, I don't know if I could do that on three trades. Um, reg- regardless, uh, it's something's happening there, and it, it's, it, it's interesting to follow along. Yeah, it's a good time to plug the Webull community. It's actually yes. something that uh, you pointed out to me uh, i got you into weeble for the paper trading because it's this fun little contest game they do and uh there's a lot of community stuff with that but i hadn't realized that any stock ticker on on the weeble app you can go down and there's a there's a running comment section and a lot of it's noise and chatter but some of the people commenting on there are very insightful yes if you're looking for something like that as part of your trading consider weeble uh, you know, they're not paying us anything, but I've, I've started
0: to really enjoy the community there. I like it a lot better than the Reddit communities that we looked at because Reddit just seems to be a lot more toxic. Oh, uh, I so mean, you toxic. still got your people on Webull that are assholes, but there seem to be a lot fewer of them. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, definitely more positive on Webull. Reddit's a. <laughs> yeah, I don't even look at it. I was upset to look at Wall Street bets and find out all they were talking about is Neo when uh, the, mm-hmm. when like the week before, all I was talking about was Neo. I was, I, you know, I was like emotionally upset a little bit. Like, I mean, obviously there's movement in it. If I found it, there's a reason other people are looking, they're gonna find it too. Like I'm not something magical, but I almost felt ashamed. Like, oh gosh, this is what I'm talking about. And look at all this vile evil hatred on Reddit talking about it both ways. <laughs> Neo's going up, you idiot. Neo's going down, you idiot. It's like, oh my,
0: like right. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, the, speaking of the Weebull community, there I think there's another stock on there that both of us have uh, picked up. Uh, so, fellow on there that goes by the username La Trader. Yeah. That seems to be really big on Grill, G R I L. Yeah. That's uh, Muscle Maker Grill. They um, They provide yes, high protein high protein meals. He seems to be fairly sure that that's going to be the next one to jump up to uh, $10 a share. It's trading around two right now. Uh, It's also doing that channel thing that you were talking about with WWR, but a lot more consistent. Seems like every day it's bouncing between 1.95 and 2.05, uh, maybe a few points higher here or there. And sometimes it'll do it twice in a day. Yeah. So I think next week I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my initial investment in there. Uh, the shares that I already bought. and I'm just going to buy some additional ones the next time it bounces down and sell them when they bounce above that 205. Uh Just the half. I'm going to keep the other half so that way in case it does break out and he is right again, uh, then I can at least ride that. Yeah. But while it's just bouncing around, I'm going to see if I can make a little bit of money on it. Does, I mean, it's not a lot. It's only 10 cents spread, but I mean, that's 5% on... Uh, at that current price, so that can add up really quickly. I mean, you do that uh, 10 times in a row. Right, Double, doubling your money. (laughs) That was all I had for stocks. They do have their earnings coming out here. Uh, It was supposed to happen last week, but the latest I saw was maybe December 1st they should actually get reported. Ah. Okay, so it could be a surprise earnings at any moment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're small enough to worry they don't get a whole lot of press. (laughs) A different kind of earnings surprise, right? So, speaking of earnings, we'll go ahead and end the, the stock section on this. The earnings season's winding down, so there's only a few more left that are notable companies that I noticed just browsing through. It uh, looks like Best Buy, Nordstrom, Hormel, Dick Sporting Goods, a couple other like apparel brands like Burlington Coat Factory, and those are all reporting next week. And uh, I believe Nordstrom was one of your pickums on uh, the the website financialineptitude.com. dot com. It is and i actually just picked up some options on that i was going to talk about that in the next section Ooh. all right well
1: then we can wrap up earnings these are obviously earnings good time to to make a gamble buy in the day before see what happens best buy nordstrom
0: dick sporting goods hormel is it the other one burlington coat factory burlington coat factory dick sporting goods uh was the other one um kind of weird i mean a lot of these uh, stocks are all jumping up again too which is interesting um i'm wondering how many of them i didn't do a whole lot of research into the other ones how many of them are doing like online ordering or seeing a boost from that oh i'm sure they all are they have to be yes yeah. there's no other way you can't they'd... survive without it yeah well all right so
1: let's 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 uh let's cue the music for options you got to know when to hold on, know when the sold know when to walk away All right, and go right into to Nordstrom. Tell us
0: about your uh, Nordstrom options. All right, so I picked them up on Friday, right at the end of the close. Uh, Since they're releasing their earnings on Tuesday, uh, I wanted to go ahead and grab them before the weekend. Not sure if I want to hold these all the way through after they report. I got expiration of not next week, but the week after that, just uh, in case we see something similar like NEO, where it takes a few days for the news to actually reflect in the stock price. Yeah. Sometimes you get people that just sell out immediately afterwards and then the price will actually drop. Uh, I wanted to give myself that extra week just in case. I think they're projected right now or estimated to lose six cents a share. I think if they actually post a profit, then we might see a nice little jump on them. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be nice. Also saw uh, Benzinga options alerts. Sure, people might be getting sick of hearing us plugging them. That's where a lot of these option tips that I get come from. They don't want to pay the two hundred dollars a month subscription
1: to Bazinga to get the options alerts.
0: Well, I mean, you get enough of them with the free. I mean, I haven't subscribed for shit, and I've still gotten enough good one good trades out of them. That I think that's worth it. It it is worth it, but what I'm saying is, is Ameritrade gives you the options alerts. Oh, uh, it gives you two from Benzinga. I mean, that's why I actually started going to their site because you click on markets and options, um, they all pop up on there. Oh, nice. Because that's one thing you can't do on Ameritrade is search for like all the company's news. Yeah, you can't you can't really do a search for that news. If I go to their website, then I can actually pull up and be like, oh, here, Virgin Galactic. Uh, Somebody just bought a bunch of their shares. Gotcha. Or a bunch of their $28 calls that expire in December. So what are some big ones Uh, that you've seen this week? uh, That's that's the other one that that I decided to follow along with was Virgin Galactic. With the way Boeing was shooting up, for some reason, uh, they seemed to kind of follow a little bit along with uh, the Boeing trend. So... Uh, it's a $28 call that expires in mid-December, I think. Nice. Uh, managed to pick it up at five cents cheaper than uh, what everybody else was getting it at, so felt happy doing that. Right?
1: It's, it's patience. you just got to be patient. You might be able to get it cheaper than what the big money did.
0: I actually... Uh, and I didn't put a whole lot of capital into that uh, Virgin Galactic because uh, they burned me once before um, <laughs> <laughs> on one of those. So. And I'll never forget. I did that one as kind of a... Well, it's it's been it's been running pretty good. So, yeah, I figure what the hell. I'll throw a little bit under that and see what they do. The options the only thing
1: I have to talk about are are also uh options alerts. My options account has been drained to I'll I'll just say it, $2. I've got $2.29 <laughs> left from my options <laughs> trading uh down many 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 percentage points. Uh, I don't need to say uh, <laughs> so, I'm not personally yes. investing in options at the moment because, you know, I work for a living. So, I, I do, however, continue to watch, and both NEO and Farfetch LTD FTCH have seen some uh, options alerts. Uh, I've got both those stocks mm-hmm. in my portfolio just on Friday. NEO uh, $51 calls expiring uh, November 27th, just in the next week. Uh, and you know, and as, as we know, right. they're 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 brushing up against fifty right now, and uh, FTCH has some forty six dollar calls that expire April sixteenth. Ooh, I bet those are expensive. That's very expensive because it that's in the money. It's over forty six right now. Right. Uh, so somebody is making a bet that uh, what from their their earnings report at the in the first quarter is
0: going to be really big. Yes. I mean they're what's the premium on those, I wonder. Oh, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> because in order to actually make money on that, I mean man, they're gonna have to probably overcome a fifteen dollar premium. Yeah, because the amount of time
1: somebody's betting big that FTCH is going up. But yeah. that's one of the ones we talked about earlier when we we're talking about the lockdown news. Online retailers uh are set and poised to thrive when everybody's sitting around and, and a luxury retailer like Farfetch. Uh, those are the people that can stand to not be making money and still be buying their their luxuries. Their their target can their target consumer is not going to be one of the people hurting the most from a lockdown. Yes. You know if if you want to listen to the guy that successfully lost all his money playing options, bet on <laughs> bet on Neo and fetch. <laughs> there you go. Heard it here first, guys. <laughs>
0: We actually both own stock in NEO right now. I think we mentioned that earlier. Uh, Fetch, uh, I've been eyeballing that one, trying to figure out if I wanted to buy back into it or not. I actually forgot about it until uh, today when I was doing my, my trade log. <laughs> right. So, oh, that's right. They're a company. <laughs> we'll have to put that back on the list. They're still on our pick'em list. They haven't been knocked off. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I noticed that when we were updating it and saw it was still actually like winning. Oh, yeah. I think it was up, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's up uh, over 46. So, You got anything else? Well, I got one. Yeah, I got one more trade that I need to discuss, and that was a a Boeing uh, contract that I had been holding on to for the last couple of months. Months. Uh, Monday, I finally decided to to sell it, but the pricing on it, because once something gets so far into the money, it seems like there's a lot less volume on it. So then you gotta start dealing with the bid ask spreads on it Mm. uh, being, you know, really far apart, and makes it really hard to actually get fair money for your contract especially when they're coming up close to expiration too so i ended up having to uh short sell it so i short sold around 202 the contract was for 160. i made the short sell i exercised the contract to cover those shares and then for the rest of the week i had a huge margin balance sitting in my account kyle real real quick let's explain what short
1: selling it and exercising the contract means because that's that's a more complicated maneuver than just buying or selling something
0: so when I short sold the contracts, basically I was borrowing shares from TD Ameritrade in order to sell them at the current price. And then I'm obligated to buy them back at some point, hopefully for a lesser price, and then keep the difference between those two. Uh, by exercising the contracts, each contract's worth 100 shares. So basically I'm now buying the shares of Boeing at $160 a share and then just forfeiting the premium. Right. So So uh, what you did was... You borrowed shares from Ameritrade
1: to sell and then exercised your contract yes. to get the shares
0: back at the lower price to hand to Ameritrade. So by the time Friday rolled around, I finally realized that that margin balance wasn't going away. I figured maybe it'd take a few days for the trades to actually settle before it you know, came out of there and showed back to where it should be. <laughs> uh turns out when I short sold those shares, it created a negative position like it was supposed to. When I exercised the contract, it created a positive position, like it was supposed to, but they didn't wipe each other out. Basically, I had shares, negative shares and positive shares in my account that were not showing up in my positions anywhere, and I was still borrowing the money to make the trade. Right, they both, co- so both cost you had- money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I had to spend about 45 minutes with tech support, trying to get them to uh, zero that out and figure out what the hell happened. I'm still not sure why that happened differently because when we were trading Hormel uh, back when we first started uh, messing around with options, I did the same thing there. I short sold them because uh, people weren't paying. Uh, there's no premium anymore. They're actually trying to pay less than the actual stock price to get the sh- contracts off your hand. Right, because they know you're, you're desperate to sell them. I'm not sure what happened different this time. Uh, maybe there's an option I was supposed to click when I exercised the contracts, or maybe I shouldn't have short sold them. I should have just sold them. Not sure what happened differently there, but uh, definitely caused a little bit of a headache trying to get that straightened out. I'm glad to to hear you did, and that that sounds
1: like a a fun, sexy profit time.
0: Uh yeah, it actually more than made up for the losses I had this week. And Pfizer, Netgear, um, some solar companies, Cisq with I Q, C S I Q. I don't even know what the hell they do. They're just solar was hot for a while there. Yeah, uh, and also our dreaded AMD. Mm. So those four. I lost on, but uh, the profits from that Boeing maneuver uh, more than made up for that, and then throwing the Sonos uh, trades and yeah, uh, some of the other shares that I got rid of. Uh, it's actually a good week and pulled me out of the red. That's
1: heartening, lovely, wonderful news uh, to bring us right into <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, my vote <laughs> for the good is definitely Sono. Their earnings crushed it. And on top of the earnings, they announced that buyback. I don't know if we talked about that earlier. Uh,
0: yeah, $50 million.
1: $50 million yep. dollar buyback. Like, hey, guys, we want to buy your shares. We're announcing 50 million buys. Uh, that just drove the price up
0: very lovely. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was. I was actually going to recommend all of our pick because basically the, our picks across the board uh, all ended up. I think that's the first time we've done that, and if we're not careful, we might have to change the name of our website if we keep doing <laughs> that. <laughs> right. Don't worry, folks. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 we're fine. We're fine.
1: <laughs> Just I'll refer you to our earlier options segment. <laughs> there you go. My own ineptitude. <laughs> oh what do you got for bad yeah speaking of my own ineptitude uh semiconductors it just did not uh you know it went up as an industry just just long enough for me to take notice find it start talking about it and then just i mean it, we didn't see significant losses it's not like any company tanked but they all just started to drift mm-hmm. back down uh until until friday uh, a couple of them not all of them a couple of them went up uh, uh, and that was bad for me because, you know, I did move in on, uh, like, like I said, in stocks, MCHP, TSM, LSCC. TSM, I sold for a profit, but the others I held and held and, 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 uh, it, it took that Sono earnings call to, to put me in the green.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know that I would call that too bad. Wouldn't be too hard on yourself. You can't, you, sometimes you have to separate the results from the method, you know? You had a plan. You enacted your plan. If anything, maybe you held it too long. Sure, sure. I wouldn't get too hard on yourself for, because it sounded like you stuck with your plan. I think, uh, I think that's good.
1: Yeah, I stuck with the plan. Uh, I guess, I guess I could nominate for bad making making the wrong calls on WWR while I was trying to ride it by not actually selling at the high and buying at the low, but uh, finding positions <laughs> in between. Uh, I was, I I kept doing that. Not nearly as good as i I should have, I should have been better,
0: yeah anyway, what do you- it sounds it sounds like the same thing I was doing with Neo, which was my recommendation. <laughs> for the bad. yeah, I keep calling it gold rush fever. I think it's uh, an apt comparison, but you start chasing and then you start making trades and then you're not thinking and you're reacting emotionally and i was lucky in the fact that i think i managed to gain about $5 throughout all those trades. Woohoo. But that could have been really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what, you say you call
1: it gold rush fever. I was experiencing that in in the sense of WWR riding it up and down this week. Mm-hmm. Yes. I exactly. I stopped paying attention to anything else. Like twice this week I had to get a historical stock screener to make my list because I didn't even make it. My brain was on WWR. I didn't even run the screener that night. <laughs> like like I was just consumed mentally by this thoughts of these uh, other companies that that were that were winning and I was getting wins on and just stopped paying attention to my own system. And that's that's bad for me. Like that's and, and, and that's all
0: gold rush fever. And I've uh, I've found the best way for me to get myself out of that is I just have to close everything out and walk away for about an hour. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the, it's just a rabbit hole you're just going to keep falling deeper and deeper into. All right, so what do we got for the ugly? I think, uh, without a doubt, it's got to be the lockdowns that are coming up. Uh, the real question is just whether or not we're going to see another big pullback. Uh, I, I totally agree. I know I've said before,
1: i think the market's going to go down this virus there's no stimulus uh unemployment's ending i feel like with the the added news of we're, we're starting to shut down that could be the, the 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 final straw that breaks the camel's back i i, I don't know uh, i i would be more confident but i've just been so wrong before about trying to call when a, when a market dive
0: is going to happen it's really hard to do and i'm I don't think you can call it. I think the best thing you can do is just protect your positions with stop losses. And then um, when the pullback does happen, it'll just cash you out automatically. And then you'll have all the funds you need to write it back up. Right. And then we'll be talking about how to identify when it's finally turned around. Yes. Which is another fun skill set we'll have to develop on the fly. Right. <laughs> but if you can, if you can hold your money
1: until it's turned around and then invest really heavy. As we saw uh, after the turnaround through April and beyond, you can really cash in
0: on a market dive. Keep in mind, though, that that was a historically fast recovery. I don't think we've ever recovered from uh, a drop like that that quickly ever before. So normally it doesn't happen that fast. Normally it does not. All right,
1: are we ready to make our bets for this uh, upcoming week? Yeah, you want to
0: who who gets the lead off uh the win the winner lead off is that how this goes i don't remember how how did we do it last week I think the winner led off. I just wanted to say that one more time okay okay
1: so and and uh, remind me who who was the winner <laughs> this week i I don't remember uh, you know it's, it it's was. been so long yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, the big winner, let me bow down and 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 kiss your feet sir oh you your glorious pick it won all right
0: all right uh this one, I'm going to go ahead and put my money where my mouth is, and uh, I'm going with Nordstrom. JWN. Their earnings coming out on the 24th. Kohl's uh, posted uh, some really good uh, numbers, kind of similar. I'm really sticking to it. I think if they post a profit, I'm thinking they're going to jump. And I've already bought my option calls on this guy.
1: All right. Well, I I wish I could bet on that one, too. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I... Have a weird one for you. Oh, this should be good. You know, I've been focusing a lot of China lately, and I thought I'd just spread it around. Uh, my pick is SQM, Sociedad Química y Minera de Chile SA. It is a Chilean chemical company that huh. deals in. Uh, lithium. Okay. They have been on and off my list over and over again. I don't know if they'll win the bet because they're not always the biggest mover, but they are a steady mover. And uh, they're currently at uh, $45.10. I think with uh, EVs, anybody on the supply chain for those batteries is looking to grow their company and these guys down in chile uh they've got they hit good earnings
0: uh just on the the 18th i wish you would have told me that them yesterday because you're making me want to buy into it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i should be doing a better
1: job of sharing everything i'm looking at i had to choose between these guys and a brazilian uh it company that has been on the list. Uh, but mm-hmm. I chose, I chose SQM cause honestly I was like, Oh, I've been spending too much time in China. I'm going to do this Chilean company. Uh, no, believe it or not, I'd seen them on the list, but I saw, I just looked up and saw chemicals and I thought there's nothing going on at chemicals. And I stopped and I, I never really looked at them in depth.
0: Well, I got to say too, uh, slow and steady might win this one. Cause I feel like my stock's either going to do really well or it's going to do really terribly. <laughs> Yep.
1: <laughs> Roll those dice, baby. Yep. All right. Well, we'll uh we'll have to adjourn there. China Shop Bulls. I just realized too that China's in our name too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm thinking about China so much. Well, fellow Bulls, uh Maybe. we're going to we're going to wrap it up there. Join us next week find out who breaks the best out of 3 on these bets. All right. <laughs> that was a skeptical all right have a good night folks have a good day <laughs> we love you like listen watch share dream trade
0: and if you want to see uh, all the moves that i'm making too i keep those updated on uh financialneptitude.com just search for the trade log on there yes sir <laughs> always more responsible
1: than me all right take care bye-bye <laughs> all right The theme song for Two Bowls in a China Shop is The Vendetta by Jeff Speed 68 used with the Creative Commons license. All opinions, thoughts, and commentaries expressed in Two Bowls in a China Shop are those of the hosts and not of any company whatsoever. If you are trading on this advice and you lose money, Two Bowls in a China Shop is not liable. However, if you do make money off of your trades based on this program, we would appreciate a cut of the profit.